0: Vancouver
1: in the blazing sun on the 9th of February 61 and from the 10th of February through May it rained and poured all night and day
2: from all time down the I live Welcome back day. to another episode of Whistler in Vancouver places we're going to continue to tell you all about places around Whistler and Vancouver that you must not miss based on the books 111 places in Vancouver and Whistler that you must not miss by authors
0: Dave Dorgie and Graham Manzias <laughs> How do you pronounce your last name? I can name? never say your last Menzies. name. Menzies.
1: Dorg. Dorg, Dorg, yeah, Dorg is Dorgie. So Dorgie.
0: Dorg,
2: yeah. Dorg is very cute. D- Dorothy. Well, what, Easy. You guys Dorg. are the William Menzies
0: and Dave Dorgie.
2: You guys Dorg. are the authors. You're the experts. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> is it? Is it whistling? We're the experts. we the authors.
0: And we're the yarn spinners. We're going to talk about, um, Mike, you used to be a tour guide in Vancouver. And I'm going to ask yeah, you a yeah. trivia question. Shoot, the, bus- the, the busiest airport in British Columbia would be YVR up in Richmond, right? The yeah. Vancouver. What do you think the second busiest airport in British Columbia is? Second busiest airport. based, based I mean, Not I'm, based on passengers, based on flights, number of flights per day.
2: Based on how you've asked this, <laughs> I want to say it's the float plane terminal
0: yeah yeah it's a great trivia there's question a lot.
2: So. there's a lot of flights like it's yeah, it is Cole
0: harbor Cole yeah you harbor, can ask yeah. most people would say oh, it's it? got to be victoria nope it's got to be prince george if you're going on volume of passengers it would be one of those but yeah. the float planes just they're just constant they're just coming and going man yeah. you
1: know it's actually got to be i would say maybe the most attractive or beautiful airport in the country oh. Graham took a float
0: plane yeah. recently and that, that's we're what we're going to talk right about from there yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about harbor air and we're going to talk like,
1: about the float planes yeah, you just go down there and you sit waiting for your flight and you just look Stunning. at that view. I know yeah, yeah, it's beautiful an
0: airport? is there do you have to go Let's through see. a metal detector is there any security no it's yeah, just just hop on
2: hop on it's so yeah, yeah. like and they oh, move like you it around time. they move you to the, like different sides because it
1: like it's so small
2: that yeah, it's yeah, they do position so, you a little yeah, bit to yeah, make yeah.
1: sure that the plane is weighted yeah. properly and used. so it's
0: um the cover of our book 111 places that you must not miss is of a is of a float plane it's kind yeah. of a, a generic one yeah. we didn't want to put a harbor air one on there but we we discussed it with the publishers and they wanted you know we're near the sea they wanted something vibrant it's a modern city and so that's the float plane but you know any day you want to see them taking off and landing, and it's a cool thing to it's watch fun. that happen.
1: It's a yeah. it's a fun activity just to go down there and you watch the float planes yeah. land and they taxi up and yeah and then they take and off again. and they have so to dodge might- the boats and
0: the thing and like they got to. Well, that's out. what gets me is when you're landing one of these. What's to say that some guy's out there in his paddleboard or something, you know, and you land on top <laughs> of it or a little pleasure boat, you know, yeah, a yeah. dinghy. So it's gotta be a pretty challenging job because when you land at the airport, you're pretty certain that no one's gonna be on the runway. Yeah. You yeah. land a plane in Cole Harbor and there's there's all sorts of pleasure boats. Out
1: there
0: There could, could, be, could be whales. There could be or seals. There could be whales. There could
2: be seals. I had heard actually that the I, and I don't know if this is correct. So I might I might be spreading misinformation here. But I think it's one of the busiest air traffic areas in the country. Something probably is because like they've They're got helicopters going in. going in they got boats they got planes.
0: well heli jet heli jet is down there so helicopters yeah. are going to go in. and the old um it's 460 feet 466 feet above the ground is the control tower and it's, it's the building at the foot of granville that the vancouver sun used to occupy part of that building it's a big office tower yeah yeah top is the control tower and there would be people with walkie-talkies and radar and they say, okay flight 7401 you're ready for takeoff so there, is, there is it's not like um Helter Skelter mayhem, whereby there's no <laughs> rules or regulations. I mean, some, somebody's keeping track of who's coming and going and when you can land. Um, and that is kind of interesting too, but it's one of the busiest, um, air routes in Canada, the route between yeah. you took the one from Vancouver to Victoria. Tell us more about it. You took it
1: recently. Oh, it was great. Uh, I went early in the morning, but you know, I, you just go down and you check in and I was sitting in a nice comfy chair, like I was in first class. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like a regular ticket, but it was a nice comfy chair complimentary uh, cup of coffee i just sort of sat down there and chilled out and waited for the, yep. the plane and then it's like you know yeah it was it's it's nice it's you know when you take a proper jet flight there's the, the, that level of bureaucracy and logistics that you've mm-hmm. got to like get in your ticket go through your gate no. get through security yeah. find your gate wait there yeah you know now boarding zone one. No, no. This you just, you just get yeah. on. There's you know, no zones so in an eight kind of plane, right. You got your day bag with you, and you're just yep. like, throw that in there. Well, and hop on, and you get to see the pilot, which is yeah. kind of cool. You get to see you know, him and, operating
0: this. The, is there a pilot and a co-pilot in a small plane? Yeah, just one yeah. guy.
1: No, it's two guys. Two guys, yeah. And then, but you can in case one, one is a heart you, attack, there's you, another yeah. guy. You can see the cockpit, right? So you can still see the front window right which you know you can't really do that anymore and on there's commercial no flights. there's they about 10 or 12 passengers lock them in there
0: Yeah, cost what 250 300 bucks to go away to yep. victoria something it's like that, you know, that. So sometimes it can you know they go know, i was there in like 10 uh,
1: 150 years I, I left here at like 8 and you picked me up at like yeah nine.
0: dream came over to victoria but they go to yeah. they go to many of the gulf islands they'll go to pender island yeah. and they'll go to um you know all the little stops along the way, and Salt Salt Spring Island, and you know. So with the, uh, it's a really cool thing that we have harbor air, and um, you know the other cool thing is I'm looking at the picture here. It's in the Vancouver book. It's, it's chapter forty two, on page ninety two, and I just was counting the float planes in the picture. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's probably another six or seven in Victoria, and then they have other ones. I think they have a fleet of about twenty or twenty five planes. Not uh sure. you know okay. for the harbor to harbor Yeah. and some of them are flying beavers um built by de Havilland, which is a real rugged uh swashbuckling bu- bush pilot yeah. plane from the 1940s and 50s and yeah. they're they're a very sought after commodity because they're rugged and they last forever and they're real cool design i think some are cessnas i don't know my planes that well but I have been on board where I asked the pilot, like, was this a flying beaver? And he goes, oh, yeah, this is the, the best plane to fly, a flying beaver. Yeah, there yeah, you go.
1: It's really, yeah. I like like that aspect of it too. On the one hand, I, I get the sort of nostalgic feeling, like I'm feeling like, oh, it's the 1940s, 50s, and you're in a bush plane. And on the other hand, you're right downtown Vancouver, and you're at the really modern terminal. Yep. And everything's like very comfortable and yep. clean and modern, glass and steel and it's a real neat sort of mix between the classic plane and then yep. actually they've got some really cool modern. Planes.
0: Well, they've got a they're they're they have got a prototype for an electric plane, and we've also we've also featured Harbor Air in our book on Whistler. So we'll right. talk more about that probably when we do the chapter about Whistler, because they've come up with an electric plane and they fly mm. to Whistler and uh, they want to be green and they land on Green Lake up at Whistler, which is really cool. Very <laughs> Excuse cool. me um yeah, no, they are they the just, largest they just did
2: their first uh fully like they actually flew point to point with their electric plane yes the first time in august it was the first time yeah
0: it's a big deal in the news they harbor air are the largest are the largest um seaplane airline in the world okay wow. so in other cities like you imagine like a, New Yorkers on the waterfront, and they yeah, have seen, yeah. but you know the one in Vancouver is larger because because that's a real busy route, Vancouver to Victoria, and then all those Gulf Islands need to be serviced. Yeah. And I, I think you can also take a sightseeing plane if if yeah. you don't want yeah, you to go can. to Victoria, you just, you just, pay, yeah. just pay and fly around for half an hour. It's a great way to see the sulfur pile or to see And miles. other things. Yeah.
2: You know, like the Gulf Islands and whales. Yeah. But also the sulfur pile.
1: Yeah, they do. The, the other thing that I liked about my flight is that you know they don't fly at the same height as the commercial. No, a lot lower. Yeah, so you're much you're much lower, and it gives you a much better view yeah. of everything you're flying over. So I saw you know, like normally I take the ferry over to Victoria, and I see all the cabins and the cottages along the shore. But this time I was able to go. Oh, I didn't know there was also a lake on that little island and look at these people that have their like a uh, little marino over here and they got cabins over there and oh you're gonna was just it was view so yeah. it was so yeah. entertaining you know just to yeah. look out the window and see everything yeah that was it's going a whole on different there. way, way to do it and like you said it's like of, what uh, like terrain
2: six is the time that it takes usually to take the ferry yeah uh,
1: I mean if you like half
0: an hour if you, you got somebody the- special they like got a birthday you're celebrating an anniversary where you know instead of going so, you know elton john was in town a while ago and tickets for that were three or four hundred bucks each i mean why not yeah. uh, you know spend three or four hundred bucks and go open a plane and you know that would be a a lifetime memory i mean it's a really well cool and thing i've always do.
1: wanted to do i mean one of the other reasons that we have the float plane on the cover of of the book is that if you live in vancouver um the place is buzzing with float planes yeah. all the time you can't always in, in the air very it's romantic a, a, it's a be- beautiful
0: notion of these planes of uh, popping off and down bouncing off the water and landing in the waves
1: yeah but i'm feeling nostalgic so i'm going to ask if you've ever heard of uh mike have you ever heard of max ward no he, ward air
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Dave. Yeah.
1: Dave uh, dave's the old timer <laughs> he knows about max ward but max ward was a guy he had ward air which was then bought by canadian airlines and i think it shut down in the 2000 and one or something or other. But Ward Air uh, was from Max Ward. He was a guy who had been in the RCAF. And a lot of these, uh, a lot of the Canadian aviation uh, history sort of really hit its prime in the 40s, where they had the Bush pilots and these uh, people that had been involved in the RCAF and World War II. And we had Canada was the aerodrome of democracy. Did you know that? The aerodrome what? What of democracy. <laughs> Franklin Roosevelt. The American uh, president referred to Canada as the aerodrome democracy because, in the Second World War, they had this thing called the British Commonwealth Air Training Plan, and basically that was people sort of saying, "Hey, you know, we're going to need a lot of uh, people trained to to fly planes and drop bombs and gunners and wireless operators and observers and navigators and flight engineers. Where's a good safe place to do that? Canada." Um, they got a lot of space, open skies, and there's nobody else trying to shoot at you. <laughs> so they sent like lots of Brits, lots of Australians, uh, people, and lots of Americans. Of course, lots of Canadians. Uh, over the period of of the war, from like 1938 to 45, they trained 131,000 air crew and 80,000 ground crew were wow. trained there uh, through this program at over 107 schools on 231 locations in canada um and there were 700 hangars at the end of the second world war canada was the fourth largest air force in the world (laughs) yeah hard to believe today and then of course not too long after that there was the avro arrow Right in the late yeah late oh yeah. 1950s, yeah I remember that yeah yeah uh, where we're getting into like almost supersonic I don't know it didn't go supersonic but it went very very fast. It
0: uh, the Avro Arrow? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it went that no. fast, but it went fast. But it was super, supersonic beyond and the then, speed of sound. So yeah. So like
1: late 1930s, you know, you got all the bushcraft and uh, everything, and you got entrepreneurs like Max Ward, and you got the whole Second World War thing, aerodrome of democracy, and then you got the Avro Arrow in the late 50s, and then after like nineteen after the arrow sort of went, so um, kind of all dried up. I don't know. it's Canada's you don't think of Canada as like a big air place now, but I'll bring it back to Harbor air. It's another reason I like it. I get a good feeling. I feel kind of Canadian yep. down there, yep. you know mm-hmm. it's a
0: yeah, that's cool and then I don't know,
1: the float plane to me is just kind of a yeah. Canadian thing so, I still feel yeah like I like I agree with you
0: and if you want another place to my final thought Mike another place to see them from is from the Flying Beaver pub um oh, out right. in Richmond, uh, yes. down in
2: Richmond. Yeah, and yeah, if you yeah, want yeah, a cool business experience
0: business. Yeah. go and have a burger and a beer there and just sit the pub is right on the water I think it's on stilts I think yeah. it's right on the phrase yeah and so, from the lower mainland, they leave from. We talked about Coal Harbour, but they also leave from the Fraser River. Yeah, and make that, their way out.
2: Is that the is south terminal? The there?
0: Yeah, it's near the near the old airport terminal. Yeah, yeah. okay. And yeah. Um, I took one once. I can't remember if it left from downtown Vancouver or if it left from the Fraser there, but I took it over to visit a friend, um, Linda Pender. And uh, and as the guy, as the you know, in in Vancouver or on the on the Fraser, they have a crew that works there. So when the plane comes in. You know, the, the person will chuck a rope to the guy in the dock and then they'll pull the plane in and the guy in the dock will assist the captain. But when they fly to the other destinations, I'll never forget this. We flew the Pender, I think it was Washington, Point Washington on Pender. And the guy lands the plane and then he gets out. There's only one pilot, not two, opens the door, jumps in the pontoon, and the plane kind of floats towards the dock and then he jumps off. And I'm thinking if he didn't time it properly, he might have fallen in the water. What would the passengers have done? You know, I mean, <laughs> Then he, like, like a dog leash, he jumps off with the rope and he pulls the plane out of the dock, ties it up, you get off, he unties it, and then he goes to the next island. So it's pretty It's pretty rudimentary. I mean, there's not a lot yeah. of um, assistance when they make it to these small Gulf Islands yeah. after they've left Vancouver. A little disconcerting, but also comforting
1: great. at the same time, was when I got on there, like, okay, you get on and then fasten uh, your, life, your No, your life preserver. Oh, to make you wear your life for sure? Yeah. Normally, like on commercial flight, they say, oh, you know, there's a flotation device under your seat. And this was like, no, you're actually wearing it. You know? <laughs> okay. And you kind of think, oh, should I be wearing? Yeah. Well, what's that Where's mean? my parachute? It Actually, feel really secure yeah. knowing that I'm not going to have to fuss around and try and find anything out of my seat. All I need to do is get up and get
2: out. Because yeah, you're 100% but, over water in that flight between here. Well, and, that's and the great
1: it, thing, yeah. It's like everywhere's a landing strip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You it's know, a good way to look at, at it. Yeah, you land anywhere. That's the yeah, kind of who elsewhere. wants to
0: land in the middle of Georgia Strait when you're trying to get to Victoria? Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: you just <laughs> maybe put your thumb out, and hop onto a ferry. It...
0: <laughs> so, Dave,
2: you've already given your final thought. Graham, do you have a final thought on this one?
1: I just think you know people should do it. If you if you can't uh, take a flight, I would just go down there, and it's a wonderful way to spend a half hour. Find a park bench and just watch the planes uh, land and take off. Take some binoculars again with you. It's great. Yeah. It's romantic, it's nostalgic. Yep, it's a real it's, Vancouver, it's, experience. It's yeah. Vancouver experience, quintessential yeah. Vancouver
2: experience. The best one I ever did is I flew to Tofino one time, and that was a really cool one. Cool, was it? it was like yeah. a couple hours yeah. or something, but yeah, we just lucked out. It was a really beautiful, clear day. It took like obviously way less time than driving to Tofino, and then just got this like beautiful view. It was kind of like a sightseeing, yeah. it was more of like an experience than just going it's a over great it. experience. Yeah, it was a cool great one. So go check it out. Everyone,
1: you know, if you can do it,
2: yeah,
0: so head right. down
2: to the
1: where do you either go? the coal harbor either Cole the coal
0: harbor, harbor terminal or the uh what would you call it south the, uh, south
1: terminal well Fraser south, the, terminal?
0: the Fraser River South Terminal the downtown one uh next to Stanley Park in Coal Harbor um terminal or uh terminus um I don't know what you'd call it airport yeah yeah little mm-hmm. airports yeah lots Head of down, good places yeah. Oakland. just oh, yeah take tell, tell, them take <laughs> tell them Dave and Graham
2: sent you tell them Dave and Graham sent you and we'll Mike, at, pick oh a, Mike, thank you. Um, but come back next week. Make sure to uh, keep coming back to Vancouver places. We're going to keep on telling you about more places in and around Vancouver that you must not miss. We'll see you next time.